The Business Buzz Podcast. The, the Business Buzz. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on Voice of Vits. That's VAL FM 88.1, broadcasting live from our studios here in Bramfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mdiwa Mob, Justice Gabaz, and I'll be your host for today. Now, who's to say that the world of business can't be entertaining, educating, and uh, and intriguing? Uh, definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to unpack how the world of finance, business, and um, commerce affects you. You and your pocket. Now for today, continuing with the theme of COVID-19, uh, there doesn't seem to be anything else dominating any of the headlines right now, apart from uh, the coronavirus. And today we're talking about uh, some of the survival toolkits um, that can be made available for um, small businesses. We're going to be talking to experts uh, that uh, are just giving uh, tips on how businesses can survive uh, through this time and possibly thrive by re- imagining how they are or how they operate. To help us navigate this topic uh, today, we're going to be speaking uh, to uh, Madzenga Mabaso, who is uh, the CEO of Crazy Nerd, a web development company that specializes in smart technologies and programming. And then later on, uh, we're going to be talking to our resident uh, business expert, uh, that is Lebo Pasha, uh, who is a business strategist and general manager for uh, Southern Africa at the African uh, Management Institute, together with his colleague Irene Okoye. Uh, they've been uh, doing a series of workshops and they're going to be telling us what they're doing there. And then Amadzenga will be letting us know how to brand your business um, and have a presence online. So they're going to be giving us more insights on some of these survival toolkits on how small businesses can adapt uh, to ensure their continuity um, during this time. Also coming up for the next hour, we're going to be having our business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economic news um, followed by our buffalo index so we tell you the state of your 100 rand remember that you can find us on uh, social media we are vow fm that's voice of vits on facebook you can find our other facebook page that is uh, vits radio academy and then on twitter we're at vow fm and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz and remember that you can stream the station live on vowfm.co.za Podcasts of the Business Buzz Show are available on vids.journalism.co.za and remember that you can search for us on iono.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. So that's it. That's how the show is going to be looking like. Make sure you don't turn that down. Now we're going to be here for the next hour, so keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz. Business Rap with Ken Sweatman. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we're joined by our financial expert, Ken Swettenham, um, to just give us, uh, you know, just some highlights of what's been going on in and around the economy. Ken, how are you? I'm very well today, yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we're doing all right. Um, I think, you know, we're now well into, you know, level four. Some people have gone back to work. Um, it's, there's some sense of normalcy that's, you know, sort of creeping back into the society. Um, economically, how are we looking, I guess, in South Africa? Well, obviously not great, as, as we all know. Um, 
the, the experts, the economists are predicting a, a contraction in the economy this year by at least 6 to 7%, and possibly even more if, if the lockdown continues. But we have settled down somewhat from, from the really severe volatility that we saw in our markets in March and early April. The, the, the market, the all share index, has settled around a level of 50,000, still down substantially on the year, but it seems to have settled around there. And the currency, although weakened substantially, has also found levels around 1850 to the dollar and 2250 to the pound and uh, you know oil even oil which, which collapsed literally collapsed down to under 20 dollars a barrel has regained some price currently trading around 30 dollars a barrel so there is some stability even if the markets are, are down which i suppose is a good sign <laughs> Um, I guess on that front, how have you sort of felt um, about the the currency? Because I think uh, that's been one of those things um, we never thought we would get to these levels. Um, you know, do you? And a lot of people actually are predicting that um, when the recovery starts, um, that the rand will also automatically recover. How are you feeling there? Well, not not necessarily. The the currency weakened because we're part of the emerging markets, and uh, and, and people did not have confidence in emerging markets, and, and also we're not we're not exporting anything. There, there's nothing really coming into the country, so the currency weakened. It weakened dramatically. We may see some strength creeping back in, but we're not going to see the dollar going back to thirteen or fourteen to the dollar. I think that's out of the question. And uh, as, as time goes by, especially as as foreigners have been leaving our bond market we might see further currency weakness. But the good news is we are off our worst levels. So Brent was nudging towards 20 to the US dollar. As you say, we, we, we didn't really ever envisage uh, uh, levels as low as bad as that on the rent. It's now come back into the 18s and seems to be floating around 1840, 1850 to the dollar. Not great, but many stretch the imagination, but well off its, its worst levels. So as I said just now, there is some stability, but... Uh, Difficult to say where it will go, where it will be going forward exactly. Okay. And then the other issue is just that, you know, we've had this uh, press conference by the president um, the other day, and uh, he was sort of basically telling us that uh, we are going into level. You know, some people have said this is level three light, this is level four light, this is level 3.5, whatever words we want to um, use for it. Um, and one of the things that's now, you know, said to be happening is that if we go into level three, we're likely to see the resumption of, uh, you know, al- uh, liquor and alcohol sales. Um, what type of impact, you know, do you think this has had of not having these sales? And I guess, um, are we likely to then see a rebound? In other parts of the world, we've seen like long queues as, you know, liquor stores started opening again. Yes, you're quite right. The, the, the economic impact of alcohol and cigarettes is, is probably not even close to being measured. First of all, we've got to remember our government collects uh, huge amounts in taxes off the sale of alcohol and cigarettes in the form of what we call syntax. And they've not been collecting that because there's been no sales. And it's created a, a real worry on the jobs market. Both the cigarette and alcohol industry employ thousands of people. And it's not just the manufacturing of the products, but it's trans. Sport, it's people in the retail industry, it's the packaging. We, we, we can go on and on and on at the 
people who are employed directly or indirectly in the alcohol and cigarette industry who have been affected. And of course, the worst of it is it's creating and has created a black market. And I don't smoke myself, but I do understand that cigarettes are not actually that difficult to come by if, if you're prepared to look. And, and it's created a, a, a huge black market. Uh, prices of these goods have been escalated on the black market. I, I understand people are paying up to a, a hundred rands for a pack of the cigarettes. And of course, the, the government is not collecting its, its taxes on that. So it's, in my opinion, it's, it's um, in the, everybody's interest to bring these products back on. And I hope they will do under level three. Um, they, they've just got to be very careful. I, I've heard that bottle stores will only open between eight and 12 on from a Monday to a Wednesday. And if that's the case, yes, we are indeed going to see long, long queues at bottle stores and because certainly restaurants and bars are not going to be open on level three. Yeah. We, re- we, we, we remain watchful to see how all of that is going to develop. So that's been it uh, with our financial expert, uh, Ken Swettenham, just giving us a roundup of the week's uh, top trending business and economics news and our business wrap. Um, he's just highlighting how um, the things are projected to be bad in the economy, uh, contraction of uh, 6% and beyond. Uh, but at the same time, he's just saying that we seem to have settled somewhat at the moment. Ending off the discussion, talking about uh, the contentious alcohol situation and that we might likely see those sales uh, coming back up in level three. Um, I think uh, the South African Re- Revenue Service, uh, you know, to, you know, um, sort of back up what Ken is saying has come out to say that they are likely to see, uh, they came out last week to say that they are likely to see you know, in excess of maybe two, three hundred billion rand of money that they could have um, collected uh, as tax revenue, but it's not going to um, enter the fiscus, uh, you know, mainly driven by that non-sale of alcohol and uh, cigarette products. So that's been it. On the other side of this, we get into the state of your 100 rand. Business Red with Ken Sweatman. Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. It's time for us to tell you the state of your 100 rand now Buffalo Index. And I am quite appalled, to be honest, that we hadn't been, uh, we hadn't done this as yet, um, because this is an essential product that a lot of people, um, have to have. I can't even say a lot of people that everyone has to have, and that's a face mask. And there are a lot of face masks at the moment. You have N95s, you have cloth masks, you have surgical masks. Um, and, uh, I've, I've seen an assortment of masks on these streets and it's been quite interesting to see um, the flavor that they are all coming in. Uh, so just starting on the most uh, sort of basic level, uh, Clicks will give you uh, two surgical masks uh, for as little as uh, you know about 11 rand. So for your buffalo you can get um, almost 10 of those and then um, one of the ones that has really become quite popular um, at the moment are the fabric masks because our government has said um, it's encouraging people to use uh, fabric masks so that uh, frontline health workers can you know, make use of uh, um, the more professional grade masks, you know, so that we conserve PPE in the country. So if, for example, you uh, 
Look at uh, Imbayashi on Instagram. Um, they are, uh, you know, boutique uh, clothing, um, you know, outfit. And uh, they've adapted and started making uh, face masks for you. Uh, and they're coming in. For your buffalo, you can get, uh, you know, uh, two or three because their prices are going for around uh, 35 to 50 rand. And then for 100 rand, they'll courier to you anywhere in South Africa. You know, African print and you want to look cute and stuff like that. Um, those are the masks that they have. Otherwise, a box of 50 basic masks um, will usually then be sale uh, on sale for something in the region of uh, 40 to 50, uh, 40 to 100 rand, just depending on where you find things. But uh, on the more extreme side, um, we decided to take a look at what's going on uh, on Take A Lot because uh, over the lockdown, uh, they switched over to selling PPE. And even after um, being allowed to sell non-essential goods, they've uh, stuck to selling um, a lot of PPE that you can find on their website and uh, it's one of the places that a lot of people have been going um, to order their masks because they can't go to the shops and uh, for their if you want a box of uh, reusable cloth, washable protective masks, um, a, p- a pack of 10 will set you back almost uh, 300 rand. So you need three buffaloes to get you a, a, a set of those. If you want uh, the same set of reusable face masks, a pack of 50 will set you back about uh, six buffaloes. And then... Um, you know, now we're just uh, going up in number. If you want to pack off a hundred of the same type of mask, um, that will send you back 23 buffaloes or 2,300 rand. And then if you want a thousand of the same type of mask, uh, that will set you back, uh, uh, 230 buffaloes or 23,000 rand. So if you are in the market for a face mask, uh, that's how things are looking like. Enter N95, um, surgical mask, cloth mask, whatever you're looking at, uh, you definitely need to invest in one of those for yourself. So that's been it in terms of uh, the Buffalo Index. On the other side of this, we get into our main topic. The Buffalo Index on the Business Buzz. Voice of Vitz has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to broadcasting news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful to children, does not amount to hate speech, and contains no gratuitous violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to the code, you may inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to BCCSA, PO Box 412365, Craig Hall 2024, or send a fax to... 011-325-5376 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za For more information, please visit www.bccsa.co.za Mob Justice on the Business Buzz Welcome back to the Business Buzz and for today we are talking about, uh, you know, some survival uh, for small businesses and to start things off, um, we're just going to be talking about uh, building an online image uh, because in this increasingly digital world um, that COVID-19 has accelerated us to, it's good to have um, that online presence because a lot of business have, uh, businesses have been um, shifting themselves online and we're going to be talking to an expert 
expert about how to make sure that you craft your image in the right way there. But before we get into that, remember that you can keep in touch with us. We are Voice of Vits uh, or uh, Vow FM on Facebook. Our other Facebook page is uh, Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at Vow FM. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So as I said, uh, we're starting off this show around survival toolkits for small businesses um, around building that online image. And to help us to unpack what uh, some of the things that you can do in your own business, uh, we are joined by our expert, um, that's uh, Madzenga Mabaso, who is uh, the CEO of Crazy Nerd. Mabaso, uh, Mr. Mabaso, how are you? I'm good. You, sir? Uh, no, 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 doing good, doing good. So I guess to just uh, begin the discussion, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Crazy Nerd? Um, what is it that you guys are doing and uh, what's uh, what role have you guys um, taken in terms of uh, guiding businesses through this uh, difficult time? All right, not a problem. So CrazyNerd.com um, started off as a website and app development company, but ended up branching out into um, fire based technologies so basically what we do now is we try to digitalize businesses so that you know they can survive during the current pandemic that we're facing so we help them get online um we help them continue operations um during this time and then in terms of that what actually caused you to make to make that shift um to to where you guys are offering this now um so uh, well, we are looking at other countries and how they're currently responding to, you know, the pandemic and how it's affecting their economy. And we realize that we are very far behind. Um, and as a result, that's why a lot of people have lost their jobs. So we decided that we need to come up with solutions that are going to assist businesses in surviving and keep people working and potentially save the economy. So that's um, what really motivated the shift, just to ensure that we can help businesses um keep like remain open and for them to just continue contributing to the country so i can confirm that uh, for you guys this is something that's uh, it's a shift that's very recent yes um it's very recent it's a new service offering that we we started it just before um the pandemic Okay, cool. And and then I guess, you know, to perhaps uh, let our listeners understand what the process is, if I am a business owner, uh, let's say Gavaza Enterprises, and I say, um, you know, Madzenga, I come to you and I say, Madzenga, please help me um, with my business. Um, what type of uh, process do we sort of go through? How do you, how, how do we actually go about um, helping my business? So first, it will be totally dependent on your requirements, like whether you want to just simply get your brand online or you want to digitalize your company because um, those are just two different things. Getting your brand online would be us um, creating a website for you, doing your social media marketing, making sure that you rank highly on Google, making sure that you know people see your brand and helping you with your digital branding. So your logos, um, pamphlets, um, all of those things will assist with that. But then if you want us to digitalize your business, then we'll sit down with you, analyze your business plan, analyze ways in which we can incorporate newer technologies that will help you um, sort of automate, if we can say sort of automate and just adjust your business model 
through the new way of working so that we can help you continue you know running your business I think at this point it is important uh, for you to perhaps you know shed some light on um, the businesses that do not have an online or digital presence what's actually the challenge um, because right now I think we can imagine you know sitting in some bubble that everyone has a digital presence for but for those businesses that don't have an online presence what's the challenge of not what's actually the challenge right now of not having your business online um, it, it, it can be two things. One can either be the fact that you cannot afford to get yourself online or the second part would be the fact that you think you don't need to get online. So the part of where you can't afford to get online, there's a lot of um, service providers that are really just overcharging um, people kindly and using, of course, this pandemic as an excuse to also you know, increase their prices, which I just believe is inhibiting a lot of businesses from getting out there so us is crazy that we have packages that cater for all scales of business so even a startup um, can pay as little as 250 rand per month to get their website online to get professional business emails and to get like um, a basic branding so yeah that's uh, one way that we try to help them get online and then the second part is also just trying to make people aware of the fact that, you know, if they're not online now, after this pandemic, we are entering a new economy where a lot of things are going to be digital. So if you didn't take this opportunity to start building that um, online foundation, by the time you decide to do it, you're already far behind other businesses that started right now. I guess sticking with uh, those businesses that you're highlighting, the ones uh, that don't have an online presence yet, what is the toughest thing that you have found in terms of trying to convince people that they need to be online? Are there businesses like that that you have to convince and say, listen, you need to be online? Or have you found that people are coming to you saying that they want to be online? No, there are some businesses that um, we have really looked at. Like I'll give an example. Um, there's some magazine, like um, physical print magazine companies that um, we had approached to tell them, like, look, you need to digitalize your magazine, and this is how it can help you. This is how you can monetize it. This is how you can increase your, your revenue streams and how you can continue operating, even if you cannot sell physical print. And it's also much cheaper to run the business online than, you know, physically. And they didn't, you know, heed the, the advice, and they have shut down, unfortunately like during this pandemic because they were not ready for it so there are businesses like that where we we approach because we can see the potential that they have online but sometimes they just don't understand or they don't see the need rather because of the current situation that we were in previously can you give us just some color around what, because in the beginning you did tell us what your business um, is doing and how you're doing it, but can you give us some color around um, what the size and scope of your operation is like right now? Um, okay, so we have uh, a Bramfontein branch where we have our lead developers, our admin and our sales marketers. So we, we have our main operations running from there, but we also do have smaller offices um, situated around Centen where we are working um, with different companies um, to offer more services to 
like subcontracts and stuff. Okay, I think I think that definitely. How big is the team? Um, there's six of us. There's six of you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then I, I understand that one of the things that you guys offer is also like you know virtual reality. Is this something that's really being taken on by uh, local businesses? Um, I've done we've done a little bit of research and we've realized that um, people have not seen the need for virtual reality yet in South Africa, but um, it, it is a huge opportunity because. The fact that people have started implementing it, the businesses that are going to start implementing it first are going to be ahead technology-wise. Like a simple example would be, right now we cannot physically go check out um, like places where we want to stay, but with virtual reality, if those businesses had um, started using virtual reality, we could have digital walkthroughs of the property, etc., and be able to, you know, see and feel how the place is without actually having to be physically there. It also has uses in terms of therapy. For instance, if I have a fear of heights, per se, I could use virtual reality to conquer my fear of heights. And, you know, um, that could be used by therapist companies. There's, there's, there's a wide variety of uses for VR, but we feel that, you know, the country hasn't started taking it very seriously as of yet. It's actually interesting that, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, these, um, you know, virtual walkthroughs because I remember um, looking at uh, Red Hat the other day, Silicon Valley Company, and they were talking about the fact that um, they've actually seen an upsurge since the lockdown started in uh, in the U.S. where uh, virtual walkthroughs and uh, virtual tours of uh, apartments and houses have become very very popular they had actually t- told a bunch of their workers to sort of go home we don't have work for you right now but a lot of their workers have had to come back because of this uh, vr thing so i guess apart from vr what are the technologies do you think could probably help uh, local businesses right now um other than vr there's also augmented reality that could be used to help businesses um, like furniture companies could use um, augmented realities. Augmented reality is putting um, 3D um, objects into like real life spaces. So through your camera, you'd be able to see how a couch would look like in your house without having to go buy the couch first and realizing, oh, it's too big for my house or I don't like how it looks. So that's um, one technology that can be utilized. There's also Internet of Things, which allows people to basically automate a lot of things in their businesses. So um, security-wise, you can automate that and you can control it with, um, with your phone. Uh, you can control some of your machinery. If you like manufacturing products using machinery, you could integrate them with an app where you can, from the comfort of your home, continue monitoring the progress of the products that you're making etc and then i like the fact that you also bring in the iot um there's uh, you know augmented reality uh but now because you know we are coming to the end of the discussion um can you give us 
maybe i don't want to call it a starter kit but like what are some basics in terms of establishing that digital presence earlier on you talked about uh, for as little as 250 rand you can get you know professional emails you know stuff like that um as part of your services but you know right now given everything that's going on whether that's uh, whether it's social media whether it's email whether it's having your own website what's the starter kit for right now do you think uh for a business that's wanting to establish its online presence all right the first thing that a person should do is they should really know who their target audience is and once they know who their target audience is then they'll be able to decide whether they can run their business of social media or they need uh, a website um, to run it so an example would be if i sell clothes um then what i need to be observant of is the fact that my clientele would most likely be on Instagram because on Instagram it's a picture-oriented um, social media platform. So that's where I would be able to reach more people. And having a website, an e-commerce website, then further um, increases my chances of getting clientele because even after hours, my business continue continues operating itself and continues generating more clients. So I just feel like the person needs to know who their target audience is, where they can find their target audience, and then they can start deciding which elements do they require for their business. Okay, so you heard it right there. You need to know um, who your audience is, where you can find your audience, and then from there you can then decide whether or not you need to establish things like a website or whether you can run your business on uh, social media alone. So that's been us with uh, Madzenga Mabaso, who is the CEO of Crazy Nerd. Uh, they are helping businesses at the moment to establish um, themselves online. Uh, some key takeaways from what he's saying. He's saying that at the moment um, you really can't afford to not be online because in his words we're entering a new economy uh, where a lot of uh, stuff is going to be happening online people were already you know online uh, before the the crisis but the crisis has accelerated um, what's going on he points to uh, virtual reality augmented reality and internet of things as some of the emerging technologies that businesses should be taking advantage of and also highlights uh, the fact um that in terms of uh, as uh, in terms of their own offerings um for as little as 250 rand you can you you can set yourself up um per month um uh, how can people perhaps get in touch with you guys if they want to engage or perhaps enlist your services um they can reach us on our website which is www.crazynet.com or alternatively uh, they can just go on google type crazy Net. C-R-A-Z-I-N-E-R-T dot com and then all our social media platforms, websites and contact details will populate. Okay, so you heard it. Just Google them, Crazy Nerd, and then all of their contact details on social media will pop up. So that's been it. That was uh, Madzenga Mawasa, as I said, CEO of Crazy Nerd. On the other side of this, we're going to be talking uh, to some uh, consultants uh, that are going to be telling us how they are helping businesses by giving them advice on how to best reconfigure themselves or rethink uh, some of their business models to get through this difficult time. Keep it locked. This is the business buzz. You're tuned in to the business buzz.
Welcome back to the business buzz. It's time for us uh, to continue with the show. And, uh, you know, previously we were just talking about um, what's going on in this SME sector. And right now we want to sort of switch over to people that are assisting um, business owners out there, perhaps reimagine um, what it means to have a business uh, in this uh, uh, post-COVID life. I don't even know if we can call it pre-post or we are within the COVID life. Uh, but uh, to help us to unpack some of these issues, um, we are joined by uh, a team from the African Management Institute. Uh, but before we get into that, remember that you can um, get in touch with us on Facebook. We are VARFM or Voice of Vits. You can also find our other Facebook page that is uh, the Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VARFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. So we're joined on the line by someone who is not a stranger to the business buzz. We're joined by uh, Lebo Pasha, who is a business strategist and general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute. Um, most of the time you hear his voice uh, giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news on our business wrap. Uh, but for this week, he is coming in um, wearing his, uh, you know, business expert Hat. That's how. That's uh, that's what we're talking to him about. And uh, he's also. We're also joined by his colleague, um, Irene Okoye, who is um, the div- the business development manager at the African Management Institute team. How are you? We're good. We're good. Thanks for having us. Um, um, it's good to be sitting virtually across um, across you in the studio. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, I think just to begin with, uh, Lebo, uh, just can you t- give us just a, a, a bit of color around what AMI is doing and uh, what the organization actually does and what um, type of projects you guys have been perhaps um, involved with during this uh, COVID-19 lockdown? Yes, so um, AMI is an edtech business. And our goal is to enable ambitious businesses across Africa to thrive. And we try and equip entrepreneurs with practical tools and with the skills that they need to grow and scale up their businesses. And um, we've trained more than 27,000 people across the African continent. We've got um, our head office in Nairobi in Kenya, and we've got another office in Rwanda in Kigali. And the Southern Africa office is based um, in Johannesburg. And then um, the tools that we provide, we've had more than 1.4 million um, tools downloaded from our online learning platform. So basically, AMI is a business that supports uh, businesses and helps them thrive. So both SMEs and um, with workplace learning tools as well. I guess the big question on everyone's mind then is, given the work that you guys are doing, what are the most common challenges um, that you guys are seeing in the in the SME space? Um, we heard earlier on today, um, I think um, Ultron recently released its results, and its CEO was just talking about the fact that... Um, you know, small business is such a big part of the country that, you know, if that sector goes down, it affects even the big corporates. So we can't let um, yeah. that sector of the market go down. What are what are some of the common challenges that you guys are seeing? Yeah, and it's not just not just Ultron. It's, it's a lot of the big uh, businesses across South Africa. We think Pick and Pay released its results yesterday and it, it took quite a beating from the market as well. 
um, it's not just big business. SMEs are struggling, and SMEs are struggling even more than the large corporates. Um, and if you're sitting in that supply chain of a large corporate, you're definitely also going to feel the burn if that corporate is really struggling right now. So what we're seeing right now is a lot of uncertainty. And I think that's the biggest problem for most businesses. Nobody knows how long the lockdown will last. Nobody knows how deep it will be. Um, that's the, the economic impact on businesses. Um, nobody knows whether their business is going to be opening with certainty at level three or level two or level one. So the biggest, biggest challenge right now for businesses is uncertainty. And how to lead and manage your business um, during this long cycle of uncertainty. So I think um, on our side, we've tried to find our way as a business that supports SMEs to sort of provide some tools, provide some inputs into how businesses can deal with some of that uncertainty. Um, we currently run a series of webinars um, to empower entrepreneurs and, and more than anything else to help them deal with the uncertainty because most businesses, it's, it's two months down the line with, with the lockdowns. Most businesses are still asking, when will it end? What can I do? What should I do? What should I prioritize? And, and I think that's the most critical thing right now for SMEs. Okay, I want to be. I want to bring uh, Irene in uh, to just uh, find out a little bit more about um, the webinars that you guys are giving, uh, because I can imagine that you know webinars is now the way forward. Back in the day, it was about workshops and stuff like that. So, how firstly, how have you found? Um, I guess the move from uh, perhaps in person in person interactions with businesses, and uh, you know how have you guys then? crafted um, whatever content you guys have for businesses. Thanks very much, Madewa, for having us. Just before I answer your question, I just wanted to touch on something that you brought up with Level when you were talking about the challenges that businesses are experiencing. I think at the center of most businesses and the ones that are dealt with in, in some of our sessions it's also about people. It's about livelihoods. And a lot of uh, businesses are not just worried about their survival. They're also worried about all the people they support. So it's such a precarious position to be in because you're thinking about your business survival, but more so all the people that you provide livelihoods for. Um, so it's, it's a difficult yet painful experience to have to tell people, hey, I don't know if I can guarantee your salary for the next three or four months but it's, it's the nature of the beast at the moment. So in terms of um, switching online, so I have to say that AMI has had the advantage of being um, industry leaders in providing blended learning. So uh, virtual is not necessarily new to us. It's something that we've had success over the years in. So it wasn't difficult from a company aspect. I guess the difficulty was just in... in um, you know, moving clients along this journey of accelerated move towards virtual. So it wasn't, you know, something that they had an option about now. It's something that has to happen because um, the situation, the scenario demands it. So it has been challenging to some people. You can imagine some people have never used Zoom before. <laughs> it may sound like such a small, minute thing. Some people may not have used, you know, Google Hangouts and all those platforms we talk about. So it's been small hiccups like that before, you know, telling people about a webinar. They're like, oh, I can't log in. I don't know this. 
So the tech around it has been something that people have had to get used to, but I must say that a majority have been ready to embrace it. Um, you know, uh, most people in most businesses have been just ready to see how do I survive, what do I need to do, and if I have to embrace this technology, then it is what it is. So in terms of the webinars that we're currently running, we've been running we've been running the webinars literally from. Um, just the first time the lockdown was announced, the 21 days, um, I think that was around March. And the aim was just to capacitate it and, and to strengthen and to also give the entrepreneurs that we work with and those across Africa, um, first of all, just the camaraderie, that they're not alone in this uncertainty and in the complexity of what's going on. So it was an avenue to bring people together people who are going through similar issues in different markets across the continent. So in this web webinars, um, and I would call them very interactive in how we do them. So it's not just a facilitator or a recorded session, a, a, a facilitator speaking at participants, but you know, participants actually get to speak to each other, engage with each other during the, the sessions that we're having, you know, having real life examples of what they're going through and if they're taking any measures to mitigate against the the COVID pandemic and, and its effects on business. So we run through, um, you know, like risk and scenario planning just to help them in terms of looking at where they are, worst case scenario, best case scenario, helping them through um, cash flow projections, which have become pretty important. Um, and, and we see that that's becoming very vital to the entrepreneurs we're working with. They all want to know how many more months of cash do I have to, to be able to run my business. Um, so those are some of the things that we've been doing around the webinars. Now, just as a, as a follow-up to that, because uh, just given the description of AMI that uh, Lebo was talking about earlier on, um, it sounds like there's a presence in and around Africa, and I understand that you yourself are from uh, from Kenya, if I remember that correctly. Um, just from the network and engaging, you know, um, as AMI, do you see any common threads um, in terms of uh, the conversations that uh, people are having, some of the concerns, or do you find that the concerns have been more region-specific, that um, what you guys are dealing with in South Africa is different from what is being dealt with by your um, comrades in other countries? I have to say the stories are quite similar. You know, um, most, and I have to say, starting from just the way Africa as a continent has tried to tackle the COVID pandemic. It's been similar in a way of um, introducing restrictions. So some countries have, you know, maybe curfews before we had curfews, ETC. But I think lockdowns are quite popular in most countries and it's been a strategy to um, try and flatten the curve for most countries. So you can imagine the tourism sector in all, in, in most countries have been affected. So it's not a South African story, it's a continental issue. Um, so sectors and businesses in that sector, you know, be tourism, hospitality have gone through the same thing or are going through similar issues. 
um, people in the in the food industry, you know, some people have had to close. People who were running crashes. Again, this is uh, a Nigerian story. This is a Kenyan story where somebody was talking about the fact that they've been running a crash now. The kids are at home. What do they do? How do they pivot if they can? How do they support the parents at home? We had the same story in Kenya. We had the same story in South Africa. We had the same story in Nigeria. And we've had the same story from across the continent. So the stories are quite similar. And that's why I think at the heart of AMI, it was just the, the, the heart of saying we're all in this together and we need to find if there's any certainty that we have in this pandemic is the fact that we're in this together. Um, Lebo, just to, you know, as we round up the discussion, I think this is one of the things that anyone listening who might have some type of business activity or is involved in business or is thinking about being in business uh, is really listening out for. Can you give us just a taste of, uh, you know, some of the workshops by giving uh, some of our listeners just some advice on, uh, you know, some of the things um, that you guys are advising small businesses to do or to consider during this time, um, you know, especially going forward, yeah. So, Mudio, one of the things I definitely recommend for um, all businesses is we tend to forget some of the insurance policies that we take out, speak to your advice speak to your insurance company, find out um, how your insurance cover can help you. Because in a lot of cases, we're paying for insurance cover and we forget how broad it could be. If it's looking at things like business disruption and other sort of things, um, definitely look into that. And you might find that you'll get some of that relief from your insurance company. But going beyond that, I think um, when you look at the bootcamp uh, um, Irene spoke about it goes very deep into scenario planning so we call it a boot camp and not a webinar and the reason we call it a boot camp is because we provide people with the, um, with the learning we provide them with the tools, we provide them with the network and it's, it goes beyond a webinar so it's not just listening to us speak to you but it's you getting involved in trying to solve your, your business's challenges so we go very deep into scenario planning and the strength of scenario planning is that we don't know what tomorrow holds for us. Nobody does. Um, we don't know whether next month we'll be at level two or level three, or if Houting will stay behind at level uh, four or go back to level five. But we do scenario planning to help businesses better understand how they should react for different scenarios. And then um, the other thing that we, we also advise is going into a risk assessment, understand your risks as a business, and then look at how you address them. And in addressing your risks again, we work very closely with businesses um, to suggest potential risk mitigators. And then finally, we look at cash flow forecasting, because you can't make any decisions, whether it's about keeping your staff, um, talking to them about short pay, or any other interventions up until you've done some form of cash forecasting to understand how much of a runway you have. And we go that in a lot of detail um, in the 90-minute um, bootcamp webinar. And then even beyond that, we also um, offer a six-month plus six months. So six months, um, six months um, with webinars and a lot of interactive content. And then a follow-up six months where we have um, you working online on our learning platform and interacting with the other participants, but it goes beyond that. So the initial phase is definitely survival. 
every business needs to survive. And then after we've worked on your, your business's survival, we now need to look at other parts of the business to make sure that you get through this phase and your business thrives at the end. So we actually call the program Survive to Thrive. And it would really be great to see more businesses taking up um, uh, um, seats in, in, in programs like this. The second phase looks at innovation, looks at ideation, market research. You need to re-understand your customers. Do they still want the same things? Um, we look at ways to diagnose and experiment. Right now we're in a lockdown, but it's a huge opportunity for a business person who's sitting at home to really fix the things they didn't really like about their business um, over the past month, past year. And then we go into a phase where we look at building habits and making things happen. And again, we provide tools to help you do those sort of things. The last phase, um, hopefully this will be um, after the lockdown, is helping the business accelerate. So we look at strategic reviews, provide you with tools on that and courses as well that will help your business accelerate even after the lockdowns because we want to see businesses growing. SMEs are the lifeblood of um, of Africa. SMEs are the lifeblood of Africa. Those are the words of uh, Lebo Pasha, who is the general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute, just giving us a taste of uh, some of the content that they are providing to uh, business owners and business people um, during this very difficult time. Um, they've been offering uh, webinars and courses there on EdTech platform, uh, together with uh, Irene Okoya, who is the business development manager, uh, just highlighting the fact that um, the story is the same across South Africa and other African countries, whether it be Kenya, um, Nigeria, the concerns are the same because if uh, people are not at home, that it means uh, it means, for example, that uh, if you are running a crash, you no longer have kids coming um, to your place. If you are a hairstylist, people are no longer coming to your, to your you know, hair salon. Um, some of these concerns are the same. So that's been it. Thank you so much much to the team um irene how can people perhaps access your content get in touch with you guys and be part of uh, the webinars sure um they can definitely go to our website which has more details on the next open um webinars i know we've got one running on the 22nd of may so you can easily sign up and um i can go ahead and give the website address it's www.africanmanagers.org so that's www.africanmanagers.org it will guide you on how to sign up for a webinar you will learn more about what the webinar is about as well as the survive to thrive program that label was talking about so oh, and Modua, yes i forgot to mention the webinar is free so the bootcamp webinar is free um we're offering this to try and help SMEs across africa get through this period so it's free it's free for all the listeners. Please sign up and yeah, get, get your business going. Get your business going. So that's been it with the team from the African Management um, Institute. You heard the website. You heard that uh, their webinars are for free and uh, that they are willing to assist. And just make sure that there are businesses to talk about in future and post-COVID-19. So that's been it for this uh, section. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. You don't have to be a liker to like things. Oh my God. So like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. And follow them in brackets, voice of this. <laughs>
the, the business buzz. And with that, we've come to the end of uh, today's uh, Business Buzz show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening to the show. Uh, thank you to our phenomenal guests. Um, we had Madzenga from Crazy Nerd together with uh, Lebo and Irene from the African Management Institute, just giving us uh, some tips and tricks on how small businesses can help their operations, whether it's online, whether it's rethinking, um, how to strategize the business, and then just uh, giving some type of advice on how you can take your business forward. Uh, personally, I think it's uh, very important. Uh, you do hear it even from the big corporates uh, as they bring out some of their results uh, that they are quite um, concerned about what's going on in the small business space because, you know, there are big companies that service, you know, smaller companies and then those smaller companies, you know, service, you know, either smaller companies or individuals. So it's a whole, it's a whole chain. So if a certain part of uh, the supply chain or a certain customer base isn't available, then it does hurt the greater economy. And we do hear a lot that uh, small businesses do account for a lot of uh, employment um, in the country, and it's no lie. So it's very important for um, business owners to be rethinking how they do things. I like what uh, Mazenga said when he said we have to just know that um, from now on we're entering into a new type of economy, and people just need to be prepared for it. So that's been it for the show. Um, like I said, I think it's a very important topic. And then the last thing on my end is that um, I definitely think the digital aspect is very important. And also just trying to find and learn new ways to do things, either through workshops or uh some of the webinars that are being offered by people, uh, Lebo and Irene, for example, but also just going, you know, talking to people, either your own customers or uh, just going on social media and just seeing what people are doing, maybe even going online on YouTube, seeing how people in other parts of the world um, have been able to rejig um, their businesses. You heard from Irene that um, the story for local entrepreneurs in South Africa is not different from what they're hearing in other parts of Africa, like Kenya, like Uganda, like in Nigeria. So what's happening in other parts of the world might spark an idea in you um, to look at things differently or to um, capitalize on a certain opportunity that might present itself. So that's been it. Don't forget that you can find and follow Voice of Vits um, on social media. On Facebook, we are VARFM, that's Voice of Vits, and then our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VARFM, and then our hashtag is hashtag Business Buzz. You can also search for us on iono.fm for our podcast and the links which are available together with apple Podcasts and google Podcasts. our other content is available on vids.journalism.co.za forward slash business so with that we've come to the end of the show uh, thank you so much to everyone who was listening thank you to our amazing team our technical producer is Kutuano Serame together with our executive producer Gloria Mabuza and our producer Slindle Musibi don't miss the business but same time same place next week for more insight into the world of business don't turn that down there's more great content coming up on the file fm lineup so for myself leo mob justice gavaza and the rest of the team it is take care mob justice on the business bars the business bars podcast